Reading our Bibles regularly can be a challenge, but we're all on this journey together. We're praying that this podcast inspires you, helps you better understand God's Word, and builds your faith. This is Join the Journey with your host, Emma Dodder. Thanks for joining. Today, you are in the podcast studio, not with the normal and lovely and talented Emma Dodder, but with Hannah Stobbs. I'm with the Watermark Institute and on the Join the Journey team. And before we dive into 2 Kings 11 and 12, an announcement for you. On December 3rd, Sunday, December 3rd, Join the Journey is going to be taking over our normal prayer service, taking the time to pray through what God is doing in this ministry, as well as praying for you, the faithful people that listen and have joined us in this journey together. And so if that's something you're interested in, you can look in the podcast episode description as we'll deep dive more into what that's going to look like in the future. So we'd love to see you there. And I'm excited because we today have in the podcast studio our high school friend, the Anna Sharp. Hi, guys. Anna Sharp. I'm so glad you're hanging out with us today. Anna, we have a cool announcement about what goes on at Shoreline. So can you, for the people that are listening, what is Shoreline? Take us there. Well, Shoreline is for high school students, and it is once a month. We meet here at Watermark instead of with your small group, and it's a great time to have fellowship with community and other people in other grades and other schools, and there is a small service, there is worship, there is fun and games, and there is always a little snack afterwards, so everyone should come. It's everyone's favorite things. It's friends, it's the Word of God, a little snack after, like, that's all amazing. That's great. So if that's something you're interested in and being a part of Shoreline, we'll have the description for that also um, in the podcast description, the link to go to that. And so, Anna, can you tell us a little bit about you? You're on the journey with us. So share a little about your story, maybe who you are and how you got on here today. My name is Anna Sharp. I am a senior at TCA and I moved to Dallas in seventh grade from Lake Tahoe, Nevada. Mm -hmm. So I started going to Watermark about six years ago, and I love it. I serve in the preschool um, with three-year-olds in yellow, which Mm -hmm. is so fun. Um, And I also serve on lead team, and I interned last summer with the Shoreline team. So lots of great things happening here. I love coming here. So, Um, And I also have... I live with my two parents and my younger sister, May, who is a junior. That's awesome. So, Anna, you are just all in into a bunch of different things. So thank you for serving each and every good watermark. Yes, Super cool. So let's jump into what we learned about today. Second Kings 11 and 12, a lot of different things going on. So why don't you take us with some things that you learned? What's a summary of the things that you had stick out in this passage? All right. So to give a summary of Second Kings 11 and 12, there is this queen named Athaliah mm-hmm. and she, well, she wants to be queen, and so she decides to eliminate all her, of her ancestors. So kill all of them. <laughs> yes, yeah. kill all her grandchildren. So sad. But her sister, Je- Jehoshaphat, she actually takes one of the sons, Joash, mm-hmm. and she saves him, and she secretly hides him for six years. Yeah. So they are not all killed, but Athaliah does reign for six years. Um, But in the seventh year, there is this priest named Jehoiada. Mm -hmm. He decides that he, it is time for Joash to be king, even though he is seven years old. (laughs) So um, they overthrow the queen and they kill her. Mm -hmm. And then he becomes, Joash becomes king for seven years Mm -hmm. or 40 years when he's seven years old. Yeah, that's great. Uh, It says that he was, um, he does right in the 
eyes of the Lord. So Mm -hmm. he is considered a good king. But Israel at the time is worshiping a lot of false gods. They're worshiping Baal. But he gets them to destroy the temple, kill the priests of Baal. um, And they start to turn back to God. And all is going well. And then Jehoiada dies at age 130. So, and this was the priest that was kind of his mentor. Mm -hmm. Um, So then Joash kind of starts listening to some people that are not giving him good advice, some advisors. And Israel starts to turn back to the bad ways Mm -hmm. and starts worshiping other false gods. And... Joash actually does some not good things. He kills Jehoiada's son um, towards the end of his life. So not a great ending. But it's so interesting. We can read these passages and think, how does a random a random queen killing all of these people and there's a hidden son and then it comes out that he is he is alive and he's been hiding this whole time. So how do all of those things and then even Joash has this amazing mentor. If we read in um, 2 Kings chapter 12, it literally says in verse 2, And Joash did what was right in the eyes of the Lord all his days, because Jehoiada the priest instructed him. So having that mentor, like we talked about, was, is huge. So Anna, in your life, you had a couple of things that really stuck out to you in your own study. So can you tell us some of those? What are some of those truths that you see as a senior soccer, softball player? Like how can we apply this stuff to our own lives? Yes. Well, I think one of the main points that we should pay attention to is that Joash had great had a great mentor, Jehoiada, mm-hmm. and he really did good in the eyes of God all his life until Jehoiada died. And so yeah. I think we need to realize that even if we live good godly lives our whole lives, we need to make sure that we are under good godly counsel because it is really easy to set ourselves up for failure if we do not do that. And we are really prideful often. And so Mm -hmm. we can all stumble. We can still all stumble into sin despite, you know, how close we are to God. So I think it's really important for us to have good mentors in our lives that um, will just lead us closer to God and help us strengthen our faith. Yeah, that's great. It's so it's so easy to think I'm doing all the right stuff. I'm following after the Lord, but then we can slip over time. And I feel like that's what we see here. He has the right mentor and he's following and doing what he wants. But then over time, he starts making these poor decisions. So in the end, this guy that we see as a good king ends up not being as good as we thought. So in light of that, what is a big takeaway thinking about these kings? Because not all of these kings are really good when we read in First and Second Kings. So what does that make you think of or spur you on to think about when you think of these kings that aren't very good? What did that like teach you in your study? It makes me think that really all the kings kind of mess up a lot and there's yeah. really only eight great kings. And Joash is considered one of the eight great kings right, right. despite his bad actions. But I yeah. think it kind of just sets us up um, to realize that all these kings point to the true king that will come later that we all need, and that's Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think it really sets it up for that. Yeah, absolutely. All these kings, even though we had a couple that were good, none of them are great and perfect. Like our King Jesus is actually great and perfect and worthy. And so as we wrap up our time together, so now we've talked about 
a queen that kills all these people and a seven-year-old king, which would you want to have a seven-year-old be your king? No, not in this time. Me neither, (laughs) respectfully. I probably wouldn't want that either. So how do we apply some of these truths that we've talked about of this great king that we do find in Jesus, right? How do we apply those things to our lives today? What would you say to that? Um, One thing I would point out is that we need to trust in God's promises and really put our faith in him Mm -hmm. instead of taking control for ourselves. Um, And just an example of God, like, fulfilling his promises Mm -hmm. is in the very beginning, Queen Athaliah tries to kill the family line of David. Like, if she successfully would have killed all of those ancestors, there would be no, you know, line of Jesus. But that just shows that God's promise that he makes in 2 Samuel 7, um, that he will establish his kingdom through David's family line, um, he fulfills that promise by keeping Joash alive. And so I think we all just need to take a step back sometimes and realize that we are not in control and that God will keep his promises to us and Mm -hmm. that he is always faithful. No, I love that. Trusting in the fact that God is going to keep his promises and that he's going to be faithful. That's amazing. Anna, thank you so much for sharing with us. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. The Join the Journey podcast is produced by Watermark Community Church in Dallas, Texas. You can learn more about Watermark by connecting with us on social media. Just search Watermark Church, all one word. And to read along with us, visit jointhejourney.com. And thank you guys for listening.